Picture this, two guys trapped in the South Charleston Public Library. One guy loves movies, the other, well, he'd rather be watching reality TV. Can they survive each other's films? Find out on Real Opposites, a library podcast about movies. Hosted by Josh and Aaron from the South Charleston Public Library. Hey guys, and welcome back to Real Opposites. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. And we're back again to discuss our movies f- that we chose last podcast. Yes. Um, we have a special I, guest. Yeah. Travis. Hello. How's everybody doing? We're doing well, Travis. Thank <laughs> you very much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm doing it's, good. We're happy to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Welcome to our podcast. It's your first time. Took long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Well, right. Josh, we're already wanted... a diva. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, that's my part. For those of you who can't see us from home, Travis and Aaron are basically twins. <laughs> so buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the podcast this time because Josh wanted you to endure Casino Royale as well. Endure? <laughs> that, that's a strong word, but... <laughs> It's really hey, starting off the podcast uses, on a he, good he, note here. He uses all those words every time I show a movie <laughs> or pick a movie. But anyways, for Casino or James Bond, because you hadn't seen a James Bond either. So we watched Casino Royale and Brain Scan. Okay. So I guess we'll go ahead and jump into the movies. Yeah. Talk about Casino Royale first. Yeah. Okay. We'll let us know why... Why that movie? Why, Why I picked, picked it? it? Yeah. Okay, so somehow y'all made it so this far in life and never watched a James Bond movie, <laughs> which just seems wrong on a lot of fronts. Um, and in general, like, you know, Casino Royale is a great way to start because it is kind of like an origin in a way for Bond. Beyond that, it's just, it's up there with one of the best action movies of the last 20 years. Daniel Craig's terrific. Ava Green's amazing. Um, it's Vesper. Adds Mickelson. Great as Le Chief. So coming off of like 2002, they had died another day, which was basically like a like a video game cutscene. It's Pierce Brosnan's last Bond movie. And there's it's very like big and flashy and like a lot of poor CG and just you know not great. And so Casino Royale, they kind of take it back to basics. There's practical stunt work. It's suspense and it's more character driven. They brought in Paul Haggis who wrote a Million Dollar Baby. So we had an Oscar-winning screenwriter writing, co-writing the script, and they brought back Martin Campbell, who directed Pierce Brosnan's first film, GoldenEye, to direct. And I generally, it's like my second favorite Bond movie. My favorite is still Honor Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby. But these, those two films actually share a lot of similarities. They're very character-driven and do not end on a happy note. But I, I just love Casino Royale. I watch it like probably once a year. It always works for me. I just love, I'm still in awe of like some of the stunt work and everything. I just love the, the chemistry between Bond and Vesper. Mm. That's why I love Casino Royale. Okay. That, those are good reasons, yeah. I feel. Yeah. That's, yeah. It makes sense. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, Travis, what, I mean, how about you tell yeah. us what you thought? Well, it was long, but. I did have a little bit of fun with it. There were certain parts, like the parkour scene during the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit of a chuckle about when the guy he's chasing goes through 
this like yeah. little hole, and he just straight up like Hulk smashes through yeah, the wall. Yeah, he just smashes through the drywall. Yeah. <laughs> it's great because like that's like an action beat that actually informs the character. Yeah, like it's like Bond's not going to try to do this fancy parkour; he's just going to go straight. Yeah, through, you know. And actually, that opening parkour chase took several weeks for them to film. It did, and he was um, could have did it in a day. Forget his name. You um, could have. Yep. Nice. You could have. Really. <laughs> Man, they missed out. <laughs> Should have known you were a stuntman. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who's doing all the stunts is a he was a world famous parkour. Oh, okay. Um, legend. They have figure, legends I for I that. Artist. I don't. I don't know where that stands. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, so they, I think it's Sebastian something is his name. But um, yeah, so they brought him on to do all that and like. Like I said, like coming off of a lot of the CG stuff, that all that that just ground mm-hmm. chase level is like really refreshing. And even like even now, it's still just like I don't know, exhilarating. I think I would I would actually say the opposite. I did not enjoy that scene. Why? I, it, Were you just bored? Yeah. So I don't know why, but action movies to me are some of the most boring movies. They they don't hold my attention. You would think it would be the opposite because there's so much going on. Yeah, it's a to watch. But I get so bored. I, it's hard to pay attention to an action movie. But I also think with this scene, I just think some stuff is ridiculous. Like the crane is in the perfect spot for it to work, and this is perfect for this to work. And but it's not. Like they're like running on these small places where I guess only Travis and the stuntman <laughs> could do that. Easy cake. But they did. <laughs> Well, it's like, and it's not perfect because Bond almost falls. Like, he almost misses it. Yeah. It's just because the other guy's so well, good. Well, yeah. But they did. Like, what I was saying, like, if you do it for real, then it's, then they did that. I mean, there are wires, like, in case they right. do slip, but, like, they are walking on the cranes hundreds of feet in the air. I guess that's true, it's though. Like, that's the thing about, like, practical stunt work is you can't fake it. You know, if it's, if you're up there on a, on a, on a scaffold or if you're jumping or doing a car flip or something, it's, right. it's real. Well, I guess. I, I mean, I didn't think of that, but I guess when you put it that way, yeah, it does. It's real because it it did happen. Yeah, I mean, they're doing it. So, but I mean, still, the crane was set up specifically for that. And well, I mean, you got to suspend disbelief a little bit, right? Well, it sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the practical but, effects, real quick, I also read that in the there's a car where he flips the. Car, they used three cars to film that one scene. Destroyed all of them. They were all three hundred thousand dollar cars. Yep. Oh that's wow, a, I don't know. That's that a Bond much. movie. Nine hundred thousand dollars for one car flip. But at the it time, it was a really long. Car at the flip. time, it was the world record. Oh really? For a car flip in a movie. Wow. I forget how many times it flipped, but it was a world oh, record. As how many flips? Yeah, how many times it flipped? Okay. So, I think it's been break beaten since, but. Yeah, it was I mean, cool. it was a nice car flip. I mean, it looked. I mean, good. yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, that, at that point, it's like he almost hits Vesper, and it's like, uh, you know, right. It's really great. It's a great moment. I, I did. I, that might be like one of my favorite scenes. I enjoyed that scene right yeah. there. It was good. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Where Travis. was I? Oh gosh, <laughs> being run over by us. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually enjoy that car flip, but after the casino part, I just thought that it should be over, and I don't know why. Like it just like felt after. Like- after they torture him mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a, it's like an epilogue to the movies yeah. as opposed to like a real, because that is sort of the third act, but like emotionally, it's not quite the, the end of yeah. the movie. I mean, they could have kind of 
ended it there and then kind of started the and the next one yeah like with uh, their their trip to in italy i think i think so yeah uh, that could have been like the opening and that she dies in the opening yeah that would have been cool, kind of cool actually but i uh, <laughs> i do like the way because in the in the book she she dies yeah. at the end and well there's a book mm-hmm. did you not know james Bond the <laughs> space time books <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, they're by Ian Fleming. Yeah, okay. They're James Bond books. <laughs> they're based on um, who's the actor that inspired Bond? He's I mean, in, it was he's in Lord of the Rings. I mean, Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Lee. Well, Chris, Christopher Lee and Ian Fleming were cousins, I yeah. believe. Mm. And Christopher Lee said to have his life and his military service is said to have inspired Bond. Yeah, because Ian Fleming, I think, I think he wanted to join the service but was unable to. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, maybe I'm wrong, or he did, but and was discharged or something. But yeah, he he was cousins with Christopher Lee, who later played um, a Bond villain in Man with the Golden Gun, one of the best Bond villains, Scaramanga. And so he probably did base a good bit of his like bond on some of the stories that Christopher Lee had told him because he was like involved in some very undercover like secret yeah. And then I think I mean I know like Ian Fleming when they started making the movies like he wanted like uh, Cary Grant to, right. <laughs> to play Bond. <laughs> but yeah, the book started in '52. And, and yeah. have we watched a movie with Christopher Lee in it? For the podcast or something, because we have discussed this before about Christopher Lee firing Bond. Man, I'll bring up Christopher Lee anytime. Okay, so maybe it was just an offshoot. <laughs> which we, um, about Dracula. we might have talked about Dracula. We might have. And he plays. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the best Draculas. That might have been exactly what we were talking about. Okay. I mean, Christopher Lee ties into everything. He's in like 200 and some movies. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> well, not, most of them aren't any good, and he would have told you that. <laughs> So shocking news um, that you found out is Bond is based on a book. Yes, I didn't um, know. Welcome to pop culture. Yeah. So other than that, how how did you feel about the movie? No, I, actually, before we go on um, with more of you, um, I I will also hop in and say that I felt the same way. I felt. I mean, some of it could have been because this was a super long movie, and I watched mm-hmm. it in like four parts because I could not. I had to watch it too. I could not I do it, but I the watched movie it. is I, about two hours and fifteen minutes. It's, it's a like, long time. It's like two hours and forty minutes. It felt like it felt like four hours actually. But but <laughs> my point is, my point is, um, it did get to a certain part, and it might have been the same. Like after the casino, after he wins mm-hmm. the money or whatever, I thought I was like, yeah. This movie's over. Yeah, this was good. And then, like, it went to a faded black screen, but no credits came up. And then it continued for like another hour. And I was like, <laughs> it felt like an hour. I okay, I think it was. it was like 40 more minutes. Yeah. It's maybe about 30. From the point I thought maybe about it was 25 maybe. or 30. Okay. Well, anyways, point is, I also I agree with that in the fact that it did seem like it was going to end there, but they provided the rest of the story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could have ended it earlier, but then Bond's arc doesn't really go anywhere. Right, that's true. He yeah. has to lose her to become the cold, kind of ruthless. I mean, he's not, right. not that he's not ruthless, but he had to, because to, he opened, like he says at the end of the movie, it's like she has she has all of him. Like he's quitting the service. He wants right. to, you know, live with her and, you know, happily ever after. And so, and to then have to learn what happened with her where she had to, you know, he was like her mark and she had to play him in order to save her. 
boyfriend, but then she fell like fell in love with him and mm. like real. You have to have like that that real deep connection there for him to evolve as a character. Right. And to lose all that is what Bond becomes. Okay. Like so it's it's I mean it is kind of an origin to where because Bond generally <clears throat> is just no nonsense, not doesn't get emotionally attached. Right. That's why the movies that I the movies I like the most in the series are the ones where he is more emotionally vulnerable, like this and right. Majesty Secret There's Service. Like more and, depth to it. Yeah, and license to kill. Not that like you know Roger Moore bouncing around fighting Richard Keel is <laughs> not fun. It's a lot of fun, but like the ones that are, have a little bit more um, depth to them are mm-hmm. more enriching. Yeah. So I mean, I get that, and admittedly, I kind of felt that when I first saw it. Like, like it seemed. Not like tacked on, but it felt like it felt a little extra. Yeah, it just felt yeah, like a little yeah. extra. But I mean, watching it, I mean, like watching it over the years, it's just you know, it's just the movie, right? Um, and I, I will say, I it's that last part could be some of my favorite parts, just yeah. for the simple fact that that's when it really becomes character driven. Yeah, more, more story. I, I really like a character driven story, yeah. and I think that's maybe what I don't enjoy as much about action movies is you don't get as much character development in a generic action movie. Yeah. You just get a lot of action. Which That's true. For I mean, some reason is hard for me to pay attention to. It doesn't it doesn't take away from the action being good. It's not that I mean the action in this movie was great. Yeah, it's really good. There were great scenes, you know, that were action packed. Yeah. It's just for some reason for me personally it's hard for me to pay attention. Cool. But that so that that extra part definitely seemed tacked one a little bit to me but it gave you that character driven story that i think was really nice yeah to I mean, wrap it, up. it gives you the resolution to bond's arc and then to vespers right you know his importance in bond which which comes into play later on if you finish the daniel craig movies um are they finished with his movies yeah yeah his last one was no time to die okay i didn't know if they're making any more um, after that one the next one eh, the next three are not as good as Casino Royale, but I thought No Time to Die was like a really great yeah. ending. But it but, and it does but, set it set like you said it sets him up as yeah. the cold hearted Bond yeah. that they're yeah. used and, to. And in the next one, and, like he's like really just like he's like you know John Wick, like he's just yeah. laser focused and just like taking. Not it. that I know what that means, but well, I mean he's just he's like emotionless. <laughs> it's like emotionless. It's another action movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, and it's kind of it's got some humor and stuff in it too. Okay. But like he's just emotionless and just going through the like just. You know, taking going out. through the motions, yeah. but that's one of the things I love so much about Casino Royale is it is so character driven. Mm-hmm. Like you, especially once you get a little bit past the first hour, because mm-hmm. the first yeah. hour you have the parkour chase, and then you have the big airport scene, which I like because mm-hmm. they actually it's an it's an extended sequence, but you have the stuff where he's meeting up the one guy, and then at, at the like skeletal museum, and then it kind of extends into the airport chase. And then mm-hmm. after that, it really kind of slows down once you get into the actual casino and him and Vesper and their relationship. And yeah, that, I, like that stuff, that's my favorite stuff in the movie. It's like the second half once you get into, because I find all that suspenseful, like when she poisons him and like, you know, yeah. the stairway chase, the stairway mm-hmm. fight and like just their relationship is just like, sometimes people in movies like this, there's just chemistry. Right, and it's just like it just yeah, works, and it's, they and it's just chemistry. fire. Like they're yeah. they're amazing together. That was really good, I, and I will say, as far as the where he gets poisoned and has to like bring himself back to life, yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I did like that. Part. Yeah, that was really good. I know it was supposed to be super intense, and it for some reason intense moments also in action <laughs> movies do not yeah. translate as yeah. intensity to me. 
but I'm able to respect the fact that I know it's an intense scene, but I, I did enjoy the scene, even though it didn't feel intense to me. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like that and how he was trying to save himself and they were trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. And there was just so much going on. And then she ends up saving him, actually. Yeah. And they, they, and they still, like, even though this is like kind of a more mature Bond movie, mm-hmm. it's, they still have that little button at the end of the scene. Where like she asks him if he's okay and whatever, and he just like shakes it off and like kind of mm-hmm. straightens his tie or whatever, and right. just kind of goes back in. And then the look on Lashif's face when he gets back, and it's just like there's all these little moments that I just I, I just love, and it's just yeah. w- well written. I did like I, I like that, and I liked some of the around the casino table scenes. Yeah, yeah those were good. Go, yeah. Those yeah. were good as well. So does. Like Bond with other Bond girls, does, is there like the same kind of kind of chemistry in the other movies, or is um, it? It de- depends on the movie uh-huh. and the act. I mean, some Vesper is probably like uh, up there with like Diana Rigg from Honor mm-hmm. Majesty's Secret Service. So like those are the two best Bond girls in my because they're really three like pretty much like three dimensional characters. Like mm-hmm. you, they kind of live and breathe in the film. They're not just there is a tendency for them to just kind of be. Eye candy in some of the films, and then yeah. in some films you have like Michelle Yeoh, and she just you know, she's awesome. And like there's there's a lot of Bond girls that are will often be like, you know, um, spies on the other side or something. Oh, okay, you know? but I would say like you know those two Vesper's probably the best you know love interest. Yeah, for Bond. He typically has two in each movie. One of them will okay. typically end up trying to kill him, right? <laughs> and the other one will he'll fall in love with. So Vesper was kind of both this time. That's to, cool. a, to a certain degree, yeah. That's I just love like the ending is, it is kind of like heartbreaking to see him really give himself to her and, and then, re- then realize what's going on and realize what's going on and to have it taken away and he's angry, you know, right. at, at 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 being vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know. And then M tells him what really what's going on and that's what I appreciate so much about the movie is is just the writing and the character work. And it's really unusual in a Bond movie because, like I said, the last couple were very – they were still Bond movies and they're still fun, but mm-hmm. they were just like uh, – Lifeless. Yeah, like a bit like – a bit like a – Dead. A bit like a commercial for the Aston Martin or – Oh, okay. They got, they got a little right. like toy commercially. Yeah. And they're, but they're fun. I mean, there's still a lot of great stuff in the movies, but I like the ones that are a little bit – have a little bit more heft to them. Yeah. How did you feel? We talked about Mads Mikkelsen last week. Might as well comment oh, on yeah. this week. How do you feel about him? Lashif, Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did we talk about him last week? We were talking about him playing Hannibal. Oh, that's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even notice that was the same guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's amazing. That So, he's like... He's Lashif, yeah. the main bad guy. The guy at the, ca- ta- the, guy with at the, the table. Guy. Yeah. yeah, I liked him. Yeah, he's, a, he's uh, he awesome. Did, he did good. So that kind of makes me excited to watch him as Hannibal. He's, he's he is so good as Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. I could see him being. I, no. I I enjoyed that character a lot in this in this movie. Yeah, and I like that he's Lashif is not like just like diabolical, you know, madman trying mm-hmm. to like you know take over the world. Not at all. He's just like he's actually has people to answer to, right? You know, and he's kind of he's at the casino just to get out of his problems, his, yeah. problem, his debt, you know, his, yeah. what who people he owes money to. So it gives him a, a vulnerability to a certain degree too, right? You know, uh, I like that that it's not just you know it's not just a crazy madman, you know, right? And yeah. I feel like Matt Mickelson mm-hmm. uh, does a good job of bringing that in, even in just like the facials when they're when they're playing uh, poker, yeah, 
What are they playing? Is it poker? Yeah, it's poker, okay. but it's like, yeah. So anyways, when they are at the table and just like when he when he realizes what's going on here and there and it, it was a lot of acting through his face and I, yeah. I thought he really brought it that yeah. way. And I I think that's the, awesome. Like those kind of scenes are very difficult to film. Right. Like, like basically anytime you have a bunch of people sitting around a table, it's like it's going to take forever mm-hmm. <laughs> to shoot those scenes. So they really they do a good job of like knowing when to when to cut in on a close up and when to hit a wide angle and just makes it really suspenseful, even though it's just people sitting in the table. Right. In the books and in most the other movies, Bond plays Baccarat. Yeah. Instead of poker, but they played poker in this one because <clears throat> poker was really popular at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think this was the like, first one for poker. Yeah. I think it's just easier for like people to Understand. know about poker. Yeah. And yeah. The rules in general. So kind of off topic, but not. I did read that it also was the first movie in in the 44 years of James Bond where it rains. It rains? What? Mm-hmm. So it didn't rain for 44 years? Not in the movies. It. I don't know. I just thought that seemed interesting. So the only time it rains in this is like when, like at the end when they're on their kind of little honeymoon thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, it's not rained in other Bond movies. That can't, that can't be. Hold on, let me, I go, just let me go was... flip through all the Bond movies <laughs> in my head. I just thought it was interesting. It is really interesting. That's... I thought it was weirdly uh, no, graphic. There are lots of articles about it, and 44 years is the first time wow. that it rains in a Bond film. Look at me bring, bringing ins- these mind-blowing facts to you. That's guys. insane. That's 20 other movies where it never rained. Yeah. They must have deleted it. <laughs> Stop the podcast. <laughs> I'm just thinking oh. about it. Josh's head is currently exploding. <laughs> <laughs> because there are so many movies currently playing in it to see if he can catch a rain scene. Even just a, like a little dribble somewhere. Yeah. Just... From Doctor No to Die Another Day in 20 films, it has never rained in a James Bond film. What? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I'm going through it in my head and I can't think of it. I mean, any... and, and part of it could be because why do you need it to rain in well, a Bond you, film? I mean, rain true. is usually like to set atmosphere or something. Right. But I feel like maybe That's in this weird. type of action, you don't need it. That's weird. So it was. I feel like it was a conscious decision to use it. Yeah, but you'd think like just statistically 20 movies in, like... It would rain at some point, some scene. (laughs) No, they were always in the desert. Clearly, I haven't seen a Bond movie before this. Wow. Probably not after this. I learned something today about a Bond movie. Look at that. (laughs) See? Aaron bringing the facts today. That's right. Straight facts. So, Travis, what other thoughts do you have? Uh, We're we're dominating the conversation Uh, here. I thought it was way more graphic for some reason than I thought it was going to be. We have to talk about the torture scene. Well, I don't want to, but... (laughs) It's odd. I didn't think that was going to be in a Bond movie. That's actually, I think that's how it is in the book. Or it's, Maybe you or, need to read this book. The, or like, if it's in the book, they're electrocuting his testicles. Oh. But I, I think the rope is worse. I think the I think the rope is worse. Because they set it up like, yeah. like they drop it in the camera, like the, the end of the rope, the knot. Mm-hmm. And then it's the sound. Right. All, I remember seeing that opening day and all the men in the audience were just like, Oh, it was like a collective, like, oh, yeah, like, oh. that would be painful for <laughs> I was sure. Like, this is not what I expected for this movie at all. Yeah, like, and then it's like, that's what that's what that was, what was so refreshing about it is like, it was like, it's not it's your a normal. bond, it's a bond movie, but it feels like an adult movie, like, right, yeah. for adults. It's not made for kids to sell them Aston Martin toys, yeah, you know. And I just, and I love that even in that scene, they still have a little like Bond is still playing with them, 
Right. You know? Yeah, a little oh, bit. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, he's like, like a little bit to the left. He's like, I got an itch. You yeah. know. <laughs> and then, or whatever. You know, it's great. I love it. It's so fun. It's definitely a different torture scene that I'm used to seeing. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Usually they get slapped around or get a finger cut off or yeah. something yeah. like that. So, Im- I mean, it was... It's an inventive way to, right. to torture someone. 100%. <laughs> I feel like it would be very effective. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I would talk and give up right? everything. <laughs> I'd be like, actually, don't even swing it. I'll yeah. just go ahead. She's like, yeah. whatever but you want. What do you, you want, want the password? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they do such a good job of just setting it up because they set it up like he cuts the bottom out of the seat. Right. You know, so you... You can visualize what is going to happen. Right. You know, it's, it's, yeah. But, yeah. And then like the stuff with like the stairway fights really intense. Yeah. That's... I don't know. It's like the violence in the film is like, it's purposeful. It's not just excessive. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it hits, you know, it's not, it doesn't feel like, you know, cause I think at this, at this point, like this is like post matrix and stuff. So it was a lot of like wire, wire work and everything. Mm-hmm. This was just like down and dirty, kind of like going back to from Russia with love and like a lot of the Connery and the Dalton films where it's very, just hard hit straight up yeah yeah i like that even bond himself like was taking everything in and having to deal with it mentally oh, yeah. yeah yeah cuz all i'd ever seen about bond was that he just stone cold never cared yeah he's just like yeah get, you know gets out of the rubble straightens his tie and just goes you know right yeah. goes to seduce a woman or something and then you know? <laughs> this movie he's standing there and he's like Washing his face off in that one scene. Oh, yeah. He's covered in blood. Yeah, after the stairway fight. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean. You that, just see it on his face. Yeah, and it, like it just makes the, the, the violence more intense. Yeah. And more meaningful. It's after the stairway fight, after he washes his, his face off and Vesper's crying in the shower. Mm-hmm. And, and she, like, that tender little moment, which was actually improvised. Oh, really? Yeah. He was not originally going to go into the shower, and but... They just kind of came up with that on the on the day, and I think it's one of the best moments in the film. It's very tender, and yeah, and to see that side of Bond, even in, even if you just look at this movie, it's like that's a big moment for him. Yeah, to like that give in to her and her her feelings and be there for her. I mean, right. it's a big moment. And that um, I'm gonna cry. more facts. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do it now. No. <laughs> um, the more facts. That scene was actually shot in one take. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole shower scene. Wow. And originally it was scripted that she would be wearing nothing but underwear. Yeah. But Daniel Craig argued that Vesper would not have stopped to take her clothes off to sit yeah. in the shower and cry. Yeah. So it was changed okay. that she was just in, which it, I think is more it, impactful. It is. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they're both still fully clothed. Right. Like they just... It, it is more of a breakdown moment. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you, if you have time to take your clothes off, then get in the shower and cry, like... Yeah, and it's, it's like not as know, impactful. Yeah, she's she's talking about how she's still got blood on her hands. She's trying to wash it. It's just still there, and he takes her her finger and like you know sucks the blood off. And it's like it's that very, was really disgusting. Actually, that was I a little like bit gross. Quite I thought disgusting. It was, I, that was terribly romantic. And I mean, beautiful. it is, but it's also really gross. I like the uh, gesture, who, but whose blood. blood was it? Well, I mean, they're washing what it off. Anyway. May have yeah. they had? Who knows? Yeah, I'm not gonna suck blood off anybody's. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's, that's not fair. I would have maybe held her hand better under the water because she <laughs> was not good enough at washing her hands. Put some soap on it, but, but I'm not taking the blood in the mouth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but <laughs> but it was romantic. I get that. Yeah, yeah. But so would have been like holding her hand more under the water. Okay. Um, <laughs> but also, I don't know if it's during that scene when when they're talking about that, or it's a different scene where we were talking about his vulnerability, but. Where she says something about, like, you don't even care. Like, you can just kill these people 
and not care. <laughs> and he says, uh, I wouldn't be very good at my job if I did. I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's in a way, you know, he's just brushing it off. But I think yeah. in that scene, you can kind of tell he's also telling the truth. Like, it's no, yeah. not that he doesn't care. It's that he can't care. Yeah. To do to do his job properly, he can't right. get emotionally invested in the people he's working with or the people right. he's targeting. You know, he has to just shut off. You know, they meet and she brings that out of him. And right. he's, you know, for the first time sees a a life beyond beyond the service. Yeah. It's like, I don't but know. I, I thought that was a, a good moment of, you know, short dialogue, like two or three sentences that really showed his vulnerability yeah. as well. Yeah. It's the efficiency. While showing like, his like toughness. Yeah. The writing is so efficient and just right. like, you know, gets, gets the point across. It is very, very well written. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to tear down all your your love for the movie. Uh, when I say that it was hard for me to get through or that I watched it in four parts or that it lost my interest a lot, that is because it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. As far as the writing and, like I said, the scenes that, I mean, they were well done. I'm not great at watching action films kind of thing. It wasn't yeah, something no, specifically about it. this movie. But this movie did have a lot of good writing. It had a It had a story once it got to that part. Yeah. And I think it did a great job of portraying the story they were trying to show. Yeah. So I think the message that they were getting through or that they were trying to get through definitely comes through very clearly. Yeah. I I I thought it was well done. I wouldn't probably never watch it again, though. You should make him watch a bad action movie. Yeah. Yes. Sure. You should watch Transformers. (laughs) I've seen Transformers. Uh, I wouldn't subject him to that. I've seen most of those. Would you subject yourself to that? Unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, I have. <laughs> I would like, I'd probably like recommend you like Commando or something. Something that's like just really cheesy and fun. Sounds like I a war action movie. I love Commando. No, I love Commando too, but it is, it is cheesy fun. <laughs> it like is. it's. Yeah. But it's it a war action movie, isn't it? No, it's not a war oh, is it not? movie. I mean, it's like. Why am I picturing. <laughs> it's, a, it's Arnold and it's like one man against. I thought. Like four. I thought Commando's I was. It just like mows down 200 guys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was picturing a poster that is like camo and then it has a dog tag. Is that a different movie, I guess? Remember, I don't watch that's, movies, but for some I reason think, I remember I think that's Jarhead's poster. poster. Or is that the Marine? Oh, okay. I think that's, that I sounds like the that Jarhead too. poster. It might be. For That's a very different movie. <laughs> Why I remember movie posters all the time, I do not know. But, I don't uh, watch them. Yeah, I would re- maybe something like that, like them. Commando or something I would okay. recommend. But it's Travis. Yes. Any more thoughts on Casino Royale? Like, you have, like, any particular... I like the the transitions that they did in when they were playing poker Mm -hmm. and how you could tell that Tom had passed, but Mm. it wasn't... It didn't feel like it took forever. Yeah, I guess, like, there's, like, a dissolve, and then they, like, a couple of them maybe have their jackets off where you can tell they had drinks, and you can tell their stack of chips and Mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. Good eye. I, that actually was a good thing that I noticed as well. So Yeah. Usually dissolves will mm-hmm. indicate a passage of time. Okay. In movies. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> just saying. I mean, not always, but it's like, it's a good way to just kind of like, I don't know. Something's it, it's a, happened. Subconsciously just tell you that time has passed. Right. Yeah. You know, usually hard cuts are very centered on action or dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So I know you mentioned a couple different scenes. Do you have what you would say is like your favorite scene in the movie? Mm, probably right after he got poisoned, actually. When he comes back and mm-hmm. wins, yeah, yeah. Was, he was using borrowed money, wasn't he? Yeah, he had mm-hmm. he had he had run out of money. Yeah, on, that the uh, the British service had given him. Lighter had put up I don't know however million however many millions. He just kind of approached to, him, yeah, to be yeah, like, to, hey, you're to, you're gonna you have a better chance. Yeah, to use their the the CIA I think CIA's money mm-hmm. to. 
to play against uh, Lashif instead because they were. He, as uh, Felix says, he was bleeding chips. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I love I love uh, Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter too. He's great. Yeah, that was really good. That's a character who has been in a lot of the Bond movies, usually played by different actors. Oh, okay. Um, even starting starting in the first, I'm pretty sure he's in Doctor No. And so it was really cool. I really liked him in the role, and I liked that they gave that character because he's usually just like a throwaway character. Like he comes, yeah. kind of like Q. I mean, Q is great, but like <laughs> he just kind of comes in and is a plot device, right? Us. Which, by the way, Q is not in this movie, so. Mm. But you guys probably don't know what Q is. No. Okay. He's the guy that gives he's him all the gadgets. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I will say that I. I kept looking for gadgets. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, it's very because I would say that was one thing I was kind of looking forward to seeing was yeah. some neat little the gadgets cool stuff. Yeah, you, I mean, and, you might like like the, some of the older movies where they're very, especially like the Roger Moore or you know where they're very gadget driven, get kind of silly and yeah. Outlandish. I probably still wouldn't like it, but <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought the gadgets would be like a small part that I wouldn't like. Yeah, I just yeah. kind of wanted to see what they came up with, but they did have. The gadget when he's saving his own life. Yeah, they just have like yeah, a defibrillator needle yeah, in, and, needle, and yeah. it was something that they could like run test on him from yeah. far away. And the car's kind that of a gadget cool. too. I mean, it's nice. Yeah, it doesn't really. It do is it. souped up. Yeah, it's got racing seats and things like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful car. Yeah, yeah. cars. And then they crashed three of them. So yeah, well, you can't win them all. That's true. <laughs> so Josh, what is your? Do you have a favorite scene in this movie? I mean, there's a lot. Like I said, the the shower scene is definitely up there. There's so many little moments. I mean, I love the action stuff. The action stuff's amazing, mm. especially like the opening parkour chase. And I love the thinking building in Venice. That's really cool. And they really did that. They really sunk a building. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Dang. It's, it's crazy. That's what I mean. I it's like it's, it's real. Yeah. I mean, there's there's very little CG or, and even then, it's like um, miniature work. In the airport scene, there's a scene where they're, that the huge plane is coming out, mm-hmm. is coming out of the hangar. That's a miniature. Oh, okay. And they put little people. They super like they they put them in the in the hangar. But that, that's, that's all. Dang, that's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And so even then, they're just like not going the cheap route, you know. But anyway, like I said, the shower scene. I love their whole scene where they're kind of falling in love, and that's just really sweet. There's a little moment before they go down to the first game, and she's picked out his suit and everything, and he's like trying on his suit for the first time. I think yeah. they play a little bit of the bond theme like a little mm-hmm. and you know he because it's probably like it's one of the first times that he's probably like been like dressed up in a suit because right you know in a nice tux and f- very fitted and she sized him up and i think it's really cute and the way she looks at him and they look back and forth it's just like little moments like that i really enjoy yeah that was that was a good scene for character development yeah, because and like and he has picked out a dress for her i yeah. think and then he doesn't expect that she would have picked something out for him. Yeah. So he's kind of taken back about, he's like, well, I already have what I'm going to wear. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then you can see in his eyes, like, he's like, hmm, this does work kind of yeah. thing when he puts it on. So that was kind of Yeah, because he comes back in and he's like, it's tailored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I sized you up. And But I love the moment where he's, you know, he, he gives her the dress and because he says like, because when you enter, I need everyone to look at you and be right. distracted and won't think about the game, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, so then she entered this. I don't know. I just love this movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick like an action scene, I do think the car roll was, I like that. That's, uh, that's cool. That little scene leading up to that, he's like racing there and then she's, you see she's in the road and he has to 
slam on his brakes and swerve and it causes him to flip like crazy yeah. and it's a i mean it's a good done it's a good done it's a good done it's scene. a good done you know one of them they're good ones uh it is a well done them scene. duke boys <laughs> they none flipped it it's a little bit of mud suck sorry y'all um but yeah i think it's a well done scene and okay. i think action wise that was probably one of the exciting scenes for me and like yeah. i already said i enjoyed the scene where he was trying to save his own life yeah, the, yeah that's, it was that's just cool. interesting it's kind of like a little bit like a hitchcockian scene a little bit right mm-hmm. the way it's played very small but intense i was very worried when it opened up and it was black and white and i was like oh this is movie this movie is about to be old <laughs> Because I didn't look at how what year it came out. I was like, this movie's about to be Even so Even though Daniel old. Craig's in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did Daniel Craig time travel back to 1956? <laughs> this movie's about Skills. to be old. And I was like, oh, okay. But I love the how opening. they, talking about the opening, I love that it's black and white. And I love how it sets up the tone of the movie right away. Right. It it's does, like, yeah. This Bond is like, he's not take. he's no BS. Mm-hmm. He is... You know, they have that intense fight in the shower, in the bed, in the bathroom, and and then you know he just takes out the dude right away. That's cute. To the well, one of my favorite Bond song, you know my name by Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. Great credit. I love the opening titles too. Yeah, the, the silhouettes and the, the cards and everything. You know, I will say I felt like that was a little longer than it needed to be, though. What the opening thing there? The, the titles, sequence. Yeah. The opening sequence. It's only like four and five minutes. That is way too long for a title. Did you feel it was long? I didn't feel that was that long. Yeah, I did. I did. I felt like it was long. Okay. I may have fast forwarded through a little bit of it. Aaron. <laughs> Travis, you're you're taking this place. I swear to Just God. Just the opening titles. It was That's animated. That's actually a big part of the... Like, That's I watched it. That's movie. a big part of Bond movies is the opening mm-hmm. titles. Look, I, first of all, and I watched the first thing, That's minute. a great song, too. Like, it's not like... Like, some of them are not that great. That's one of the well, best Bond songs. I listened. I watched like a minute of it, and then I just put it on slow fast forward. So I watched it. I just watched it a little faster. Put it on slow. And part of the movie forward. that's like you should really listen to this. The song. And you're like fast forward. Well, I still heard it. It was just a little sped up. You're okay. Well, yep. unfortunately, we're gonna fix it. Are you gonna have him watch the whole thing, Niles? <laughs> What is it? What's the name of this song? You know my name by Chris Cornell. Aaron probably wishes like Say My Name by Rihanna or something. There we go. Is that a... That's, it's not, it's say not My a... Name is Destiny's Child. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I did that. <laughs> like there's a difference. <laughs> I was like instantly rolling through my yeah. mental Rolodex and I was like, Say My Name, Rihanna. I can't believe I said Say My Name by Rihanna. Yeah. Mm. I, love the, I just love the titles and like, I don't know. Beautiful. It, no, I mean, it's nice. It's cool. It's just. I have that old spy film kind of feel. Yeah. That Cowboy Bebop does and mm-hmm. Archer pulls from. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel. Yeah, Archer's heavily inspired by like the early 60s Bond movies, you know. The... Is this like almost done so we can move along with the podcast? <laughs> I think we're about halfway. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, going back to that torture scene, oh, I feel man. like I just endured my own torture scene. <laughs> <laughs> having uh, to watch four minutes of credits not on credits they're opening titles what a, well that's, that's a big thing. part of Bond movies is the song and the titles either that or a whip it's, it's, I think I'd take the credits yeah <laughs> just well, maybe saying also I mean because the, the opening titles in Bond movies are you know they're it's art they're beautiful right. to look at 
Yeah, I mean, it was it's nice. the songs I just, were really good. I just enjoyed it at a faster pace. Okay. <laughs> Which, if it makes it any better, I also don't like opening credits in any movies. Okay. You like the Golden Girls opening credits? Well, that's a good song, though. It is a good song. <laughs> that's a good song, but you know my name is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts on Casino Royale? I'd say all in all, it was, it was a good movie. Like, okay. It was, it was not what I expected at all. Cause so you, I, you kind of expect like a, the more traditional Bond movie, like a cheesy. Yeah, I just expected cheesy. it to be didn't have it had way more depth than I thought it was going to have. Okay. It's kind of the exception to the rule with the Bond movies. That okay, they're not all <laughs> like this. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. It did. It definitely did have more depth than I would have expected as well. I I can't say that I didn't enjoy it because there were parts that I enjoyed. I think it's a great movie for people that like those type of movies. I think it's yeah, a fantastic it movie for that. Yes. Um, I just don't like those type of movies. That's so fair. I think that's where most of my resistance comes from is okay. I just don't – I can't get into them. I wish but it was for shorter. for what it was – oh, I do wish it was shorter. I wish it was shorter, but I don't know where you would cut cut anything to make it shorter. It's a pretty tight <laughs> the cut scene, the, the opening scene. <laughs> He's to cut the opening credits down. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, <laughs> that wouldn't have helped enough to no, it would, have. make it short enough. Would like, either of you, so this is your first Bond movie, would you watch another Bond movie? Well, I have the whole collection, so I probably should. You should watch a few of them. I, mean, <laughs> um, I will just go on the record saying this is my first Bond movie, and it's probably my last. <laughs> okay. Not that it wasn't bad, but it was painful. Okay. What if Britney me? sings the song to the next one? Oh, oh yeah, for like her and Elton John get on it. I'm pretty sure like they they've <laughs> gone they went to her for like maybe die another day probably. They ended up going with Madonna, mm. but oh. I, I feel, well. there was probably rumors. It was one of the, it's one of the worst Bond or, songs. Or <laughs> or what if she's a Bond girl? No. Yeah. Who Brittany? Yeah. No. She's acted before Crossroads. <laughs> Twenty years ago. Okay, she is matured. <laughs> She might honestly be better. No, I don't Actually, mean that. I don't mean it that way. I mean, it's just like she hasn't acted. Uh, she was also in Austin Powers Gold Member. The same year. She was a. How <laughs> was it? It's 2002. Was she one of the fembots? Yes, yeah, she, she was in her head. Opening explodes. titles with Steven Spielberg and like, I don't forget who else is in those opening titles of uh, Gold Member. Oh no, Beyonce's in that movie. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah. That could make it interesting, though. I'm just saying. I know. I know it would. But Brandy and anything. <laughs> I know what she did last summer remake with Britney instead of Sarah Michelle Gellar or something. Not instead of Sarah, though. <laughs> <laughs> Slow your roll. Said, Hold up. Maybe instead of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Okay. Okay. I'll replace her. It's fine. Are, are you making the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be like that Mothman movie. It's a movie. remake. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a remake. Um, I'm going to shoot it locally. Anybody want to be an actor? <laughs> but it's going to have Britney and... Yeah, it's going to have okay. Britney. Sarah. That's Britney and Sarah and then she's, just local people. She's going to come to a local movie in West Virginia. Sure. That's what you're spending the whole budget on. It's yeah. just the... You never know. You don't need a Vegas show when you can do that. Right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to film it on the mound. Yeah, <laughs> on the mound. That's where the final fight scene happens. Well, I All guess right. I think that kind of brings us to the wrap-up of Casino Royale. So okay. we will have a few messages about the library. Okay. And then we will come back and talk about Brain Scan. All right, guys. As always, we have a few announcements from the library. We have some events coming up in November. 
November 5th will be our Festival, which is an arts and crafts festival here in our auditorium. November 18th, we're part of our Real Readers program for teens uh, for visual literacy. We're going to be showing Sidney Lumet's uh, 12 Angry Men starring Henry Fonda. It's a classic film, and I think if once the kids get into it, they'll really enjoy it. But yeah, we'll be doing that November 18th at 530. Sounds like it would be fun. I think it's a neat program for kids. You know, you're watching a movie, but you're learning things as yeah, well about yeah. movies and visual literacy. So, yeah. okay. so if you are a young adult in that age range, or if you have children in that age range, uh, definitely check out that program. And continue to follow us on all social media for future events that we'll be having here at the library. Now we're back from those delightful messages and we are going to discuss brain scan, which is what Travis and I chose for Josh. We chose it for Josh because he hadn't seen it. I still can't believe you had never seen it. Yeah, I'm really it, surprised about that actually. Yeah, like I always remember seeing the video mm -hmm. at the store with uh, pretty much I think the same cover that's on the Blu-ray, which like yeah. a, with with Trickster on Trickster it. Trickster and it's yeah. like a on a red like I don't know kaleidoscope yeah. or something, right? But I just never checked it out. It's just one of those that escaped. And then, oh, and okay. Then <laughs> so Travis, what was your reasoning? Why why did we choose this movie? <laughs> well, Josh has been turning down the movie. I keep on telling him that he should watch. So at least I gave him a movie that is good. Um, wait a second. What's the movie? Slow your roll. Hmm. What's the what What's the movie that I won't watch? Thanks, Killing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good movie. I love a good Thanksgiving horror movie. They're yeah, they're all atrocious. Yeah, I they're mean, few and far between. Have you seen the? I mean, I've watched clips of it on YouTube. Uh, I've that, seen Thanks Killing. That was a, enough. That, that was enough. <laughs> that was enough. It's a good. I'd movie. rather just watch the Thanksgiving trailer that's in Grindhouse because <laughs> it's much better. <laughs> so basically, since he wouldn't watch that one, and you were coming on the podcast, you thought. I can definitely make him watch this one. Yeah, because at least it's cheesy, but there's still at least a story that isn't. It's also a movie. Like it's a Thanks real movie. Killing <laughs> is a movie. <laughs> it it has a sequel too. It's like, not a bunch of dudes who are like, "Hey, let's shoot a movie this weekend." All right. I it does say, look like a senior like there, seminar class. There, I found a list. Thanks Killing, Blood Freak. Oh yeah, good. yeah, Blood Freak. Um, oh, it's um. One. Oh, what is Blood Rage? Oh, okay. Blood Rage. I've seen Blood Rage. One. Oh, there's another uh, one, isn't it? Like, uh, it's the, uh, not the Mutilator. Maybe I'm thinking of Blood Rage. I get Mutilator's the Mutilator. great, but that's not and Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving. Movie. Yeah, Blood um, Rage. I've seen Blood Rage. However, can we talk about the Mutilator song real quick? Oh. Going on a... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is great. Sorry. All right. Also one of the best kills ever in a movie. Well, like the chainsaw kill where the oh, he's like chainsawed in the yeah. stomach. And the guy's like, oh, for like... <laughs> A solid like, a like 50, 50 seconds. It's like just one, this one shot of him just going, oh. So Thanksgiving has a sequel. Yes, it does. Thanksgiving 3. It does. they didn't want to make a Thanksgiving 2. Keep it weird. Mm -hmm. That's pretty funny. It's funnier than the movie itself probably. All right. Well, um, anyway. Back to you're not wrong. But it's a good movie. I like it. So I don't know where we were. I, I thought I'd recommend Brain Scan because at least there's. There's more to it than like Thanksgiving has, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know. well, <laughs> like well, you know, a I cinematographer, think... a writer, a producer. <laughs> hey, there's like a actual really, actors. There's a good song in Thanksgiving called "Billy, Billy, Billy," which is about Billy being dead. Who would have guessed? <laughs> wow. I think so. This so brain scan is 
1994 movie, I think. Um, and it's, it's basically unalive. like a horror suspense kind of movie that is based on a, a, a game controlling someone's mind, yeah. which actually... It's, it's a bit ahead of its time. A little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. And it actually First, was based on an actual computer game, Brainwaves. Yeah. And then after the movie came out, it was released in Europe as Brain Scanners. I've never played it, but now I kind of want to. Oh, the, uh, there's oh. an actual game? Yeah. Oh. I guess the movie was based on a game called Brainwaves. Watch out. Oh. Aaron buys this game. Lock yeah. your doors. Right. So Some weird I, deformed guy with red <laughs> mohawk is going <laughs> to come out of your TV. Make you go kill people. Right. <laughs> or think um, you may make you go kill people. Oh, so, um, so uh, hold on. While we're touching, I would just want to bring something up. Oh, I didn't know we were touching. I'm sorry. While we're touching <laughs> on that, <laughs> on it being like a weird movie. Uh, <laughs> So, back during the Satanic Panic, there was a movie called like Mazes concert. and Monsters. Mm-hmm. And this reminded me of that, but this is like a funny take. That was a straight-up serious Dungeons & Dragons and video mm-hmm. games turn you into like a sa- like a Satanic being. Mm-hmm. And so, it had Tom Hanks. In. Oh, wow. Heard it was a made-for-TV. Must be like, hurting for money. Um, it was very young. Probably this, starting is out. this is pre-bosom boy. It's about basically how like video games and board games and stuff turn you A worshiper of Satan. A worshiper yeah. of Satan's. Four players in a dangerous game risking their hearts, their minds, and their lives. Mm. Um, Jumanji. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's a crossover, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'd like there to we say go. that like... It's I a was, Ouija board, but it's Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. They end up in hell. Nice. Then you're interested in Doom. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I would watch that. I'd watch movie, that out of that. Right? I wasn't sure where this would go. Is this what I was going to say? If it was going to go like heavy, funny vibes, or mm-hmm. if it was going to be like a serious yeah. movie about evil video games. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think that's the fun in this movie and that's one that's the reason I picked it. I remember seeing I didn't watch a lot of horror movies as a child and I remember seeing this when I was young. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, it, I remember seeing this when I was young and I don't know how or why I saw it, but I remember it just being like you had the murder scenes which were pretty cool and then you had like funny stuff and it was just kind of thrown together in a fun movie because, you know, I like my murder to be fun. So, I also remember there were years where I would try to talk to people about this movie and nobody in nobody the world knew, would remember knows about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know the name. And it, this must have been like before Google was easy to use, but because I could never find it either. Now I just type in like video game killer movie with red. It's like the first thing that man. comes up. And it, yeah. yeah, it's brain brain scan. But I, I don't know. That's why I chose it. And I actually was, I have not seen it since. I've. This is probably the only, the second time I've ever seen it. Yeah. This is only my like third time seeing yeah. it. Second or third. And that's kind of why I also picked it because I was excited to rewatch it and see if yeah. I liked it as that's much. Cool. Um, But I just thought maybe it would be a movie that you would at least somewhat enjoy. Yes. No, yeah. I didn't want to torture you. No, I, I was happy you picked this. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why I thought it was, if Even though it's like 1994, it mm. feels like late 80s. It does. It feels it, very like 80s. It has the, it's like, I guess it's just in that sweet spot before like, you know, the internet kind of becomes so dominant. Yeah. Like, right. This is pre-Windows 95. <laughs> um, and But it still has this like 80s vibe. It was like written, written uh, by Andrew Kevin Walker, by the way, who ended up writing seven okay okay and, i like um, that movie. he's worked a lot with fincher he wrote the sleepy hollow mm-hmm. with johnny depp the mm-hmm. tim burton movie 
and uh, there's a really cool interview with him on the Blu-ray too, which was really good. But anyway, you know, it feels like a an '80s movie. I I did enjoy it. It was different than what I expected. I don't know. I didn't expect it to be kind of. I mean, it's not like super thoughtful film, but like right. it has some cool concepts mm-hmm. that were, you know, at that time like kind of VR and video games were kind of like still in like the developmental phase of like right. becoming yeah. what they are now, which is like you know you have an Crazy. entire world. Yeah, that's almost just as in-depth and real as this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was somewhat scary. Right. Like, yeah. what if this fell into the wrong hands? Right, you know? exactly. So I like that about it. I liked the trickster guy was pretty... He's memorable. He's a character. He's something. He's something. Uh, <laughs> thought, I thought Edward, Edward Furlong did a really good job. He's you know, mostly from T2, mm-hmm. which you've never seen. No. Terminator. You haven't seen T2? You haven't seen the first Terminator. You haven't seen, seen Terminator. T1 or T3. Probably or... Seen, uh, no, you haven't seen Predator or... Um, Not God. Predator. Have you seen <laughs> Aliens? I've seen one of those, okay. I think. Anyway, brain scan. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll just keep going. Trust me, we'll keep going on this. <laughs> it's for, a long, a long dark place. Um, there's a lot of movies down. I haven't seen, but I love horror movies, so I've seen yeah. a ton of them. So, yeah, I did, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed that aspect of it, kind of how it talks about you know, the role that violence in media plays mm-hmm. on children. And, you know, it's not it's not coming from like that, oh, violence is terrible, you know. Right, it's yeah. Just, but it, it is kind of at the forefront of the movie. I don't really know if it has a whole lot to say about it, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. It's more yeah, of it I mean, makes it, you think about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like, true. it doesn't really, like, yeah, like I said, it doesn't really have like a message. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, think about this. Yeah. You know? Which I like. I don't like movies that really shove it down your throat like right. what trying to say and it was like a real movie it was well yes. made for the most part like mm-hmm. you know it's it's 94 and it's a low budget so it's like and they try to do some stuff with like some early CG stuff that doesn't really yeah some of it's not yeah, great it's, yeah it's like what is it it's like something like they're cut, like something's going into Trickster or something so you're yeah. probably talking like, about the scene where when he goes to kill his neighbor, the neighbor girl, and they become one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that and, looks and, and the trickster's like that. sucking him into his yeah, soul. Yeah, so that that is yeah, that is like it's like really cheap. Which I mean, morphing have been around since T two. So, right. yeah. but I don't think they quite had the money that T two had. No, for sure. <laughs> so, not. Yeah. so even like three years later, it's still like eh. that would have would have been a better effect if they'd done it like uh, Nightmare Two. Where Freddy comes oh, out of yeah. uh, out of Jesse's body mm-hmm. and it's like all practical effect. That Anything really talk wild. about Nightmare Two? I love Nightmare Two. Nightmare Two is amazing. Yeah, not gonna, probably not seen it. You, it's, you it's awesome. would love. You would love 2. it. I did just watch Freddy vs. Jason. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, I've That's seen it before. Movie. Yeah, I, I rewatched it with some friends. Yeah. yeah. That had nothing to do with anything. But I don't know why. For some reason, I love the scene in Freddy vs. Freddy vs. Or like, uh, what's her oh, name? Kelly Rowland is Kelly Rowland is. <laughs> oh, she's gosh. like taunting, taunting uh, oh, yeah. oh, Freddy. God, yeah. And, then and he's like, he like points to the back and it's like, Jason there's like, whoa. And yeah. she just like yeah. knocks her 40 feet into a tree. Yeah. It's amazing. That was a good scene. <laughs> so the, anyway, brain the scan. deleted scene on Brain Scan, mm-hmm. the one that the they have. One. Yeah. Is actually the same scene that you're talking about. It's in that in the bedroom when they become one person. They the original thing was they turned into this weird looking creature. Oh, um, it was like he comes up from under the bed or beside the bed. He fell down, and it's like it had two faces, and oh, so it was like, it was the, like oh, slime, cool. like, the, like the thing or something, almost a little bit. Yeah, yeah, That's what it sounds like. Okay. And and like it's crawling up on the bed and she's just like no and kicking that, it and then it falls over that's and it. that's like the end of the deleted scene but they that because, sounds better 
Yeah, that it, sounds really cool. It, actually, it, it was creepier. Yeah, it was creepier because in the in the one they end up using, it just ends up being the kid, but with like half his face kind of tore up or something. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I'll have to the, check that out. That they cut the monsterish part of yeah. it. Yeah, as far as like it's it's a pretty tame movie. Mm-hmm. Trickster gives me heavy Howie Mandel from Little Monsters. Exactly, vibes. I was yeah. just about ready to say yeah. that it's on that kind of level. Yeah, um, just like maybe a little more vulgar, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I liked it. It was a good movie. I liked. I mean, it's cool seeing Frank Langella. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I was surprised he was in the movie. He's the. <laughs> he's like the the, prin- the principal. Yeah. Oh. I think of the school. Oh, yeah, he's okay, the, okay. or detective. He's the detective. Sorry. Yeah, that's it what I was a, thinking. It comes across like a principal for some reason, but he's the detective. <laughs> um, maybe I'm thinking of it from junior from the same year. But yeah, I liked. You know, it was nice to see because he's like a you know cl- like classically trained actor is really right. a great actor. And yeah, he was good in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I like the concept. Like, it's kind of it was kind of fun, just like the '90s stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like this kid has all this stuff in 1994, and it's like he's got a widescreen CRT TV that right. he does all this. It stuff. was he's really got, big, yeah, yeah. And he's got like I mean, just a widescreen TV at all. Well, and then like the voice activated assistant. Yeah, and it's in like his computer. Yeah, yeah, it's like what reality are you living in? Yeah, <laughs> in 1994, right? But it's like they'd always do that, like where it would just be stuff that was completely unattainable, right? <laughs> Any. Weirdly, we have it all now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but like then it was just like, there's no way this kid has all right. this stuff. It's too cool. Yeah, and it's like he's got like like a PC that's built like tore down, and like the monitors tore down, and mm-hmm. it's just like you're you know if like a, a 14 year old computer nerd had like designed a room, it would be that like, exactly. Yeah, and it's he's like, got like his giant speaker sitting right next to yeah. his, and his I think chair. one of the reasons he ends up ordering the game because his friend tells him about it and then he orders it. Is the fact that he has everything? He's done everything. Yeah, yeah. He so this one supposedly help like controls your brain a little yeah, bit like, or whatever. So he like, has to play it. It's like the games are an addiction. Yeah. So he has right. to up it. Yeah, right. You think this kid wouldn't be such a loser since like he has all this cool stuff? He's a he wouldn't nerd. be such a loser. Yeah, he feels like a little bit of a loser. He is. A, he I mean, has the one friend. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which, by the way, his friend, the his guy that played him. Jamie Marsh was 27 in that movie. He did not look 27. (laughs) He played that teenager, Kyle, and he was 27. I thought that was wild. It's a little weird. Like playing video games back then was not not cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's true. Remember, I wasn't alive. I mean, all my friends Uh, play video games, like we're all nerds. That's what I was gonna say. I don't know that playing video games make you cool these days either. It's just you hang out with like kind. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, a lot of people game, like, even if they're not, like, hardcore, like, you know, have a super souped-up PC or something. Right, that's like, true. People game on their phones all the time. That's and, true. You know, it's a yeah. lot um, more accessible. Well, yeah, and, like, mobile games are yeah. so big. I'm on level 2,000 like, on one of my mobile games. What? Candy Crush? I'm on level 2,000 on one of my mobile games. Wow. That's a lot. What? The early 90s was... So oh, it was the Game Boy. It was the brick. It was yeah. Brick. It was the brick. It was like eight pounds. Right. You could kill somebody with it. Oh, for sure. And it, it was just like one step up from like those little cheap, those little cheap games you find at like a, a dollar oh, store like or something. Game yeah. Yeah. yeah it's level. like you know, the Mortal Kombat too, yeah. but it's like, it's this little, little gray yeah. thing. Digitized yeah. squares. Um, gaming is definitely more, 
acceptable now, but right. yeah, I guess, I mean, I think it started transitioning in the 90s. Certainly in the mm-hmm. 80s, it was more like a dorky thing to do to like yeah. hang, hang out at the arcade with all your buddies. And... Well, I think the 90s, they started progressing things, and that's like you were saying with VR, and yeah. they started looking yeah. into these different options. I remember my uncle one time got me, it was a virtual reality headset. This mm-hmm. would have been definitely the 90s. It was for Christmas when I was yeah. young, and it was this band that went around your head and it had like a little screen, but in front of your face flipped down this basically like a red mirror. Looks like a welder. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, but it was small. Hmm. And then it connected to a controller. And I don't know if it only had one game, but I only or I only played the one game. But it, yeah, I think it was just a racing game. Oh, okay. And the virtual reality part, I guess, was that it projected it onto this little mirror type thing okay and it was a little 3d because it was up in your face do you remember i think it was called the virtual boy i remember it like it was like almost like a helmet yeah i don't think it had a top but it was like and you could play kind of like what you call it where it's just it's just basic shapes it's Mm -hmm. like star fox but without all the graphics kind of you know Uh, that was like the first kind of vr thing i remember yeah that oh boy yeah Yeah, i remember remember seeing that yeah I remember, um, they must have had it at some store or something, like a you could test it or whatever. But I like that in the movie, there's nothing necessarily technological about how he is experiencing all this. It's right. just it's almost like uh, yeah, like con- like conditioning, like Clockwork Orange style, where mm-hmm. they're just like showing you images and then it's just affecting your subconscious. I like the fact that you see the, him doing the killings. And he's going through all of this, like, drama-ish type stuff that's him almost being caught, him doing more killings. Um, Trickster is forcing him to keep killing. He doesn't have an option. And then he's almost caught. And then you find out that none of it happened. Like, all of it was the game. Yeah. And I really like that. But then you do have the twist after the credits or during the credits yeah, where Trickster comes in and he says something like, hold up, you didn't show it all or something like that. Yeah. And the dog carries the foot that had been buried <laughs> and is just sitting there with the foot. So it almost leaves you like, mm, so what? I like, the, I like the little stinger. Yeah that, was, yeah, that was cool. Aren't you forgetting something? When Trickster says that, it's pretty cool. Travis, your yes. thoughts at all? Something? I actually feel like this would be a really good movie to try to remake. And usually I'm not one for remaking movies. Yeah. But I feel like they could, if it's in the right hands, I feel like this could be done really well. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, wasn't there like, what was it? It was like all on Facebook or something. Uh, unfriended. It's like, oh, yeah. Unfriended. That's a good one. That's <laughs> My favorite video game horror movie is Stay Alive, though. Oh, Stay Alive. Okay. I remember I've that never one. seen that one. Frankie Moon as. Frankie Moon as. We talked about it on the last podcast. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I love Frankie Muniz. But I think, and it might just be because of the time period or something, but I think this movie just is really fun the way it's done. Yes. Although it was a critical and financial failure. It was withdrawn from cinemas after only two weeks. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. So it was a major flop. Yeah. Wow. I didn't Um, think it was, I didn't think it like won any awards or anything. That one got the video pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, overall, I think it's a... I, I mean, it's, it's kind of developed movie. a little bit of a cult following, I think. You know, yeah. people... There's a collector's edition Blu-ray of it, so... Right, yeah. And uh, I guess there are... I mean, that's what happens with movies. I mean, Hocus Pocus was a failure, and, yeah. you know, it became a big thing. Blade to, Runner was a failure, right. you know. 
did that become a big thing? Well, yeah, Blade yeah, Runner. Blade did. Runner, yes. Never mind, I was thinking of Running Man. Oh, very I think, different. I think the reason I was thinking of Running Man is I came across a VHS of Running Man oh, at yeah? Goodwill the other day. <laughs> nice. I almost bought it just for the fact. Nice. <laughs> but I was picturing that, and I was like, Running Man did not become no. a huge thing. <laughs> I think um, Running Man has kind of hit cult classic status. It has, yeah. It's People become really a, like Running Man. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's not. It's not. Blade it's not a Blade Runner. It's, it's, it's not like hitting the AFI right. top one hundred no. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Neither is Hocus Pocus. I mean, Ooh. it got a second movie. That that is that's fighting words. If you so did Blade put Runner. that out there, that's what that's my point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Way to prove my point, Josh. <laughs> All the Disney adults will be angry at you about Hocus Pocus. That's true. No, I'll let him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely not a Disney adult. You're I just like Hocus Pocus. You're Hocus Pocus adult. This is true. <laughs> um, yeah, Brain Scan. Do you so have what more was to say it, about Brain what, Scan? What was it that appealed to both of you to pick it? Like, I just love how cheesy it is. It's okay. It's just a whole. I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's like a fever dream almost. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's a I, weird movie, but it is, it, is, it is weird, and I think that's what I I like about it is it's it's a, offbeat. It's oh, offbeat, it's a little, but it's yeah. got a good little story. It has yeah. a twist. And it, it plays with some of the conventions. Like I like how they work in the like the first person like mm-hmm. killer steady cam yeah. shot like like opening a Halloween. Which, and that's one thing I really remembered from that movie. Yeah, which they've done like was done a ton in the eighties mm-hmm. with yeah. slasher movies. It's kind of like there and it's a stereotype at that point. Yeah, but for some reason in this movie it just felt a little different. And I don't know if it's yeah, because yeah. he's it's supposedly playing. playing a game. Yeah. So yeah. you're seeing him playing a game yeah. kind of thing. But I like that. And I I find Trickster really interesting. Like, he's just, I like cool. him he's as a funny. bad guy. He's yeah. funny. He's, I don't know. His whole aesthetic is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird off putting look. Yeah. Like, it's like a like stretched, smushed face and the yeah. hair. It's and, very weird. So, if you had to pick a scene, what would be your favorite scene? Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I have a brain scan. Probably, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Travis? Well, I really like I'll the, the first yeah. kill uh, when he's over top of... It was some old man, and he's standing there, and he's like, no, I can't. And then he... Oh, finally, yeah. yeah. It's like scissors or something? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was a good... Yeah, the kills are like pretty intense. That's what I was going to... I mean, that's what I would go with, is that, that first kill scene, because yeah. it really... I mean, it's bloody. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and you don't, you can't really tell if it's like, is this actually happening? Right, or... and it's before you learn much about it or anything like that, yeah. Yeah. and it's just like kind of a gruesome murder, I... and then after it happens, it basically switches to him hearing about it on the news. The yeah. Next yeah, and it's like, oh, wow. That was a good transition. I'll, honestly, you know, thinking about it, like I kind of, I kind of think it would have been better without Trickster. The movie? Yeah, just the whole concept without a... Hmm. Like a, he just seems like, like a, a mascot. Yeah, it's like 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 the little devil on your shoulder. Yeah, kind of yeah. character. Almost would have, but like I, it to have been a little bit more cerebral. Yeah, I mean, um, I could see that and just be like you would just be alone with Eddie Furlong in this room. Yeah. Kind of, I could see that. Like more, I, but, more but, but I mean, internal. it's fine the way it is. Like Trickster's a, at least at least it's an entertaining character. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I think it hits that. 
I think it hits that pivotal point, though, where he is like, okay, I'm really murdering people. I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. And that's where the trickster character comes in because that's what forces him to continue playing. Yeah. Him on, because yeah. without him, you he would have just stopped playing yeah. the games and you wouldn't have the rest of the movie. But like favorite scene, I guess... I don't know. I like I like the the setup and stuff with him in the apartment. I thought that was fun. Just like a nice nostalgia trip, and I like the ending. Like yeah. you said, like the little yeah. button at the end in the credits, and you know, the like where he where he kind of wakes up and realizes that it was all all part of the game. All part of the game, you know. Which was a neat little twist. I yeah. I mean, yeah, no. Yeah. I think honestly, I kind of forgot about that twist. I did and too. So when I was watching again, it, it's a nice twist. I think it works well. I think they yeah. did it well. They could have done it. Either. Um, they could have gone either way. I think yeah, it, would, it still would have worked. But which yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good concept then, if you can do that, and it kind of works with both. If you want yeah. both ways with the ending, but I like yeah. the little button that it keeps. You know, it's like the Jack Nicholson in the in the picture at the end of The Shining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a little. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and same thing with, okay, so it was all in his mind. It was all a game, even the being chased by police and blah, blah, blah. Like all that was a game. But then he takes the game and gives it to the principal. And when he does that, Trickster like appears either in his mind or in his eye, whatever. However, the Trickster's yeah. there. And it's almost a reminder like of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's passing on the Trickster now. And I thought that was an interesting shot too. Could be where like the like when he wakes up then he's still in the game. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Because cool. it's yeah, kind of vague. That'd be cool. Yeah. It really I would, one which way I kinda other. like. Sometimes I don't like it to be super vague, but this it's a nice balance. Pretty, it's yeah. 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 Um, because then you like the trickster, you know, says you forgot something and then there's the foot. And yeah. you're like, Oh, well. He did kill all those people. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking like, of the knows? foot, though, the like practical effects actually don't look terrible, which I remember them no. looking worse. I mean, yeah, in no. general, like practical effects are going to age better at this yeah. at this point in time yeah. than any kind of digital effects. Definitely. Yeah. And and you see that in this movie because yeah, the practical the, effects aren't bad, and then the digital effects are horrible. Yeah. yeah. They're. Uh, they might have been good. okay at the time. No, they weren't. Oh, okay. Not even, <laughs> not no. even 1994. Like, <laughs> this is this is after T2 and like Jurassic Park and stuff. So it's like, oh, okay. This stuff, <sighs> this, what they're trying to do is not. Well, that's why it fell. It's not bad. Even in 94, if I went out to be like, this is nonsense. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I think it gives it character. I love that. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely like puts it in its place. Like, yeah. And that's the thing about movies is like, there's so much work that gets done, especially on like a, a genre film, like a fantasy or sci fi right. or horror. That never makes it to the screen. Yeah. The thing too. The 2011 film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were originally practical effects made for every effect in the movie. Yeah. And then they, they went digital, and then so the company that made the practical effects made this terrible movie called Harbinger Down. Oh gosh. But with all those effects. With all those effects. The effects are really great. Movie <laughs> 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 terrible, but uh, uh, yeah. Harbinger Down's a terrible movie, but the, <laughs> the effects are good. <laughs> I wonder how much they have on the cutting room floor for Survivor. <laughs> Survivor? Yeah. Like the TV show? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of practical effects in Survivor. <laughs> I just mean in general. I bet you there's a ton. Oh, the I mean, there's floor. definitely Well, yeah, they're shooting ton. these people like 24 hours yeah. a day. Definitely a ton of so, you footage know, that doesn't the, make it on TV. the episode's 42 minutes, mm-hmm. you have about 23 hours and 18 minutes of footage that's not. <laughs> right. You're not seeing. Yeah, because it's basically a day. So, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe a they'll lot. do that for your Survivor 
<laughs> people and you know they'll just put it all out on streaming it's 24 hour stream well they could yeah oh, I, I would so watch that their poor editor oh yeah that yeah. has to be horrible 24 hours into one hour <laughs> i um hours into one hour. i would totally subscribe to like a 24 hour oh, feed you would subscribe Survivor. to a truman show of yeah Survivor. basically yeah they, they did a lot that, of them um, just laying around they did it with Utopia. All the, you know, the music just comes in. And nothing really happens. You don't see anything. I, I did it. That's from, the so, Truman, that's from the Truman Show. There was a there was a TV show called Utopia, and they had a twenty four hour feed, and it was like five bucks or something. And I, while Utopia was on, I literally, no matter what I was doing, my computer was nearby with the twenty four hour feed. Oh, on. you're like one of these Big Brother live feed people that just I was <laughs> sat around. I was for Utopia. You're one of them. I was. It, well, there's some of these people. I'm like, man, they're they're just sitting watching Big Brother live feeds. You're just all sitting day other people for four months. I did, but I mean, I would go about. I would like play video games or I'd watch something else or. But it was just always there, and I'd like glance at it, and then one night. All the cameras went black. Turned out it was in the middle of the show, but the show got canceled in the middle of the night. And I forget the reasoning. I'd have to go back and look. But it was to the fact that they literally shut off the cameras, pulled the people, told them like, hey, this can't keep going. And like, you just didn't hear anything about it anymore. Like, well, here's how it went. It's like, well, we've got like three people that are watching this thing. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to keep the lights on. I don't, we I should give them their $5 we're back. We're just going to turn it off. I absolutely love that show. I wish they did it again. Did you get your money back at least? No. You should at least got like a dollar back. still charging him $5 a month. <laughs> it's been off the air he for just, 10 years. He just hasn't noticed. <laughs> I keep getting this PayPal bill for <laughs> $5. <laughs> I should probably check and make sure that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> But that was a long <laughs> strain from brain scan. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's tying into like um, cutting room floor, virtual reality, kind of like you yeah. escape into another reality, whether it's real That's or like true. some sort of a simulation. Yeah, Survivor's right. real, Josh. No, it's, it's real. Not. It's not real. It's real. It's real. It's not. It's it's, it's edited. Real-ish. It's okay, edited there content. Are, there are some drama. editing tactics that they use. Well, but not, the, not just that. Fair, There's, I can it, edit this into an episode of Survivor. And, <laughs> like, it would work. Like, but I mean, they how real it is. <laughs> they they prompt these people to do. They these do, things. of course. I mean, it's not like if you really just dropped like a dozen people on an island, they'd kill each other. I mean, yeah. With no Maybe. food. If you dropped them on an aisle with no food, yes, probably. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, if you really did this, it would be boring as hell because it would just be. Oh, well, yeah. You have what to like, cut out is boring. Let's just cut it. Okay, let's cut, a, let's cut a stick. We'll get some fish. And then it's just them slowly dying. Well, I think with any <laughs> reality show, you do have where the producers like stir stuff up. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, you have like, part. Yeah. So on Survivor, when they do those interviews, that you don't hear the questions they ask that prompt the answers. You don't. You don't hear the guy that goes, "Oh yeah, everybody's fine. I'm having a great time." Right. They get edited out of the episode. <laughs> Aaron and Travis are secretly getting their wish. This is the Make <laughs> a, a Wish episode of Real Opposites Reality TV. <laughs> this is the Make a Wish episode of Real <laughs> Opposites where they finally get their. <laughs> their podcast about Survivor. Yeah, I'm just going to exit the room. Hey, we gave you Casino Royale. <laughs> yeah, back back to Brain Scan. Yeah, um, it was fun. I liked it. Thank yeah. you for recommending it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. I, yeah. I, I, like I said, I thought it 
was odd that you'd never seen it. Um, yeah, because I should have seen it. Yeah, it's, it's just I, a it fun little horror. It's it's just drama. one of those it's like know. you know, it's like it's on yes, the video shelf right. and it's like it's there and like oh, it might look pretty cool, but then I'm like, no, nah, I'll just watch The Shining again. Right. You know, that's where, fair. It's like all oh, Silence of the Lambs or Brain Scan. Yeah, like, but yeah. I think Brain Scan, like I said, this was, you know, I was re re watching it. It was good the second it was time good, around. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's a fun movie. Yeah, and has. Some, I'm so glad I've recommended it as well. Yeah, it has some. <laughs> it has some cool ideas, and it's generally pretty well executed. And yeah, good movie. Does it go into your B movie archives? Um, I'm not even sure it's like a B movie, really. That's like it's I'd say weird, it's on the verge, like, like an A minus movie, maybe like a B plus, B, B plus a movie. B plus yeah. movie. But it's like okay. it's like a, it's not it's bad. not like because that like B movie to me is like it's. I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's it's. it's Cheesy, like, and they kind of know what they're that they're making, what they're making. Is Thanksgiving a B movie? No, Thanksgiving. It's, yeah. it's, Thanksgiving it's they is, don't have a letter low enough. Thanksgiving <laughs> is like a it's a bastardization of a B movie, like something like yeah. that. I think it feels like it's like Sharknado, right? Like yeah. intentionally. Oh, I love Sharknado. I hate to mark a B movie for me, and I think Josh is yeah. also about it. Has to they have to have tried to make a good movie and failed. Yeah, okay. you have to to make a good B movie. You have to genuinely try to make a good movie. Right. You know, okay, that's fair. Like yeah. Troll yeah. 2. Like Troll 2. That's a great example. That is a great they, they, that director, the director really believe, thought he was making a masterpiece. The director believes he made Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Like, he still <laughs> believes that. Yeah, and yeah, to this yeah. day. And it's like, so that, it gives it like a unique quality that like you can't get from, oh, let's just make a really stupid movie. Right. It feels you know, more genuine. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you can you can even tell that there's, like Troll 2, as bad as it is, there's still some sort of a passion behind the film. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, and even like we were talking about Commando. Commando is a B movie, and they know what they're making, mm-hmm. and there's real love for the the goofy stuff that they're putting on screen. Right. It's so and, good. But and it's acted to, and that's the thing is like when we get to the acting too is like with a B movie you have to play it straight. You can't let the audience know that you're in a B movie. It's right. Like, exactly. You have to you have to be like the Les, like Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun. Like, <laughs> like you're, you're there's so much ridiculous stuff, but you have to play it straight. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know if Brain Scan's a B movie. I think it's just a pretty decent movie. Yeah, oh, well, they were trying to make. I mean, they were trying to hey. make a good movie. Yeah. And they they were. I think they made a pretty good movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think and it does come like, out as a decent movie. It's not like one of those that's like you know, super cheesy or anything. I mean, Trickster kind of definitely verges. Like he feels a little cheesy. Yeah, it, that's what I was saying. It kind of feels like from a different movie. Yeah, and I kind of feel like it would have been a little bit better. If you'd cast maybe like, you know, <laughs> Christian Bale could play anything. <laughs> but he would have been like the right age, like actually at that yeah. point. And he was a great actor at that point anyway. But like, um, like it, it, it had been more cerebral, more just like all taking place in his, right. you know, in the one room in the in his head yeah. and all that. But um, as it is, like, you know, Trickster is memorable though. So it's very memorable. I think it, it works. It is. It's a good movie. Much better than what I thought it would be. I'm glad to hear that. I, I do think it's a good movie. I think it's a fun movie to share as well. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, it's like not a lot. It's not like, you know, the Evil Dead or something that everybody really knows well at known. this point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't know. Going back to me trying to figure out what this movie was back in the day. Yeah. Nobody knows I, this movie. Really. I remember you like talking, talking to me about it like in the first few weeks I started working. Because <laughs> you were like, all about movies. I know. And I was. But yeah, you were. You were like, Anyways, you like, like, like there's, this, there's this movie with this guy with red hair and it's like this kid. And it's like, you know. And you're like, a killer playing a video like, game. I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Now you know. Yeah. Now, now the know. next now person I've that comes it. up and says that, you'll be like. Brain scan. Brain scan, and it's good. That'll probably happen today. 
All right. So that wraps us up for this episode with Brain Scan and Casino Royale. I want to thank Travis for being a guest this time. Thank you, Travis, for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. And Travis will actually be back with us for our December 1st episode of Real Opposites. But until then, the next episode for November 15th will actually be just Josh and I again. And we're going to just choose movies. Yep. So I have chosen August Rush for you. Okay. That's actually supposed to be a good movie. I haven't seen it. So. Yeah. Uh, it has Robin Williams. It has okay. Freddie Highmore, who I love. I, I liked him as a child actor, and I like him as an adult actor as well. And it's just, I feel like it's going to be kind of a good little Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, it kind of okay. revolves around um, relationships and family, and actually music is a big part of it. I'm looking forward to that. I've so, heard it's a good movie. All I, right. I haven't seen it. And what, what do I have to watch? I've picked The Crow. Okay. You, which is not a Thanksgiving movie. No. There is a lot of music in the movie, a lot of awesome music. Well, there we go. Um, music movies. And I'm amazed you haven't seen it because it's, it's a really great movie. Yeah. I've always been told I should watch it and that I would like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. I am excited to watch that one and see what I think of it. It's, it's there's, a, there's a lot in that movie. And, yeah. And we can talk a lot about like the, the history of it too. Okay. Like what. You know the tragedy and everything, but right. It's uh, it's one of my, it's one of my favorite movies. It's like was a huge part of my teenage years, as I think okay. it was for a lot of kids that age. Yeah, <laughs> I can remember people doing um the crow for Halloween a lot. That was the last time I went up for Halloween was the crow. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. I was probably like maybe a, maybe a little bit too old. <laughs> and I was like, I want to do the crow one last. Okay, time. Okay, first of all, you're never too old to dress up for Halloween. I'm just going to put that out <laughs> well, there. Well, when you're going to houses, a trick or treat, maybe. <laughs> oh like, yeah, yeah, that's different. You can get <laughs> well, too old for trick or treat when, when you're like let's see, what, uh, maybe like 13 and maybe close to six feet tall. You're probably yeah. too old to be. Doing they're like, you're 30, don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. And this has been Row Opposites. South Charleston Public Library presents Real Opposites. An SCPL production. Featuring Aaron Harper, Josh Hill, and anyone we can get to participate. Editing and production by Toby Wilson. Director, same person. Library director and voiceover, Todd Duncan. Logo, Casey Brotherton. Costume design, our closets. Makeup and special effects. We don't need it because this is a podcast. Location, South Charleston, West Virginia. Jokes and dulcet tones, Aaron Harper. Encyclopedic movie knowledge, Josh Hill. Any jobs not listed, Toby probably did.